Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? You think I'd be better prepared all the time? I know the question. Just like our guests get asked the same question week over week, Daryl, you would think by now I would have a really good response for what's going on, Larry? (laughs) I'm sitting at home in my home office. What are you doing? (laughs) You can already tell where this thing podcast is going. So It's going to be a punchy episode. We're going to have a great time today. By the way, if you are new to the Selling from the Heart community, you've joined a growing international group of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. Speaking of the community of Selling from the Heart professionals, Larry, it's been so much fun. We keep talking about this insiders group, but as it's growing And the interaction right now between like-hearted people across multiple industries, uh, geography, this this is a highlight right now of the things that I'm working on, just getting to be a part myself of the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. I love it. It's been, what a blessing it's been. And just to cap it off on our last Up Close and Personal, I just have to tell our listeners what what's going on is we had the author Todd Capone of the transparency sale. And for one hour, he dropped nugget after nugget after nugget with the insiders group. And it, it, it makes it, it just, it really makes me feel good because we are creating a sense of belonging. We're building a community and that community is, Hey, you know what? Authenticity matters, sincerity and substance and bringing your heart to the sales world matters. And that's what we're discovering and rediscovering and getting reacquainted with in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. Yeah, it really is fantastic. If you want to check it out, be a part of it, try, give it a try. Um, you can go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders and learn all about the insiders group. Um, and speaking of insiders and kindred spirits, and this is going to be a really fun conversation today, Larry. We're going all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to bring uh, one of our friends and I think somebody that you're absolutely going to love today onto the podcast. So why don't you introduce our friend and let's get rolling. Uh, I, I can't wait. And, and it's always so cool as community builds, Daryl, to see how you connect and build friendships and build just deep relationships with people from all over the world. And a special shout out on this one to Dan Disney. Because Dan Disney's the connection that brought us together. And when, when like-minded people get to know each other and open up their networks to people, you meet all kinds of fascinating people. And that's how Naraj and I met. So without further ado, th- we're, we're actually going to have a great conversation. I can already tell because I've enjoyed getting to know Naraj. But anyway, Naraj Kapoor, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Larry, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And you too, Daryl. Thank you. Plus, I can hear you talk all day long. I just love the accent. (laughs) We didn't just have him on the show for the accent. accent. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, the accent did sell you on this one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, we we don't just have you here for the accent. Uh, we have you here because you are truly a kindred spirit. I'm really looking forward to the conversation today. But as we get started, Naraj, you know the question that all of our guests get, and it's the same question to you. What does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Selling from the heart means you help people as much as possible. When I say people, I mean not just the clients you're doing business with, but help the clients who aren't ready to buy yet as much as possible. And something that I do which surprises people is helping people as much as I can that have said no to me. Because when people say no to you, a lot of people just give up. But no doesn't mean no forever. No just often means I'm not quite ready yet or I've had a bad experience before and I want to wait for a while. And you keep on giving care. You keep on giving support. You keep giving value. It makes such a big difference. I read a famous quote once that the more value you give to people, the less you have to sell. That's beautiful. So, Daryl, so spot on because how many times in sales do we hear this? No, right? We hear no Mm -hmm. quite often. But in the scheme of things, it may not be no, just not right now. It doesn't mean, no, I can't build a relationship with you. It doesn't mean, no, I can't further a conversation with you. It doesn't mean, no, I can't educate you along the way or lead with insight. It just means, no, not at this very moment in time. I'm currently, for the first time in 21 years, doing online dating. So essentially, sales the complete opposite of online dating. No means no there. <laughs> but, as I've learned. But in sales, it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that at all. You've got to keep trying. You've got to keep being creative, you know, and keep helping people out because so many people say no because they've had bad experiences with salespeople before. And quite often, people, the, the further along the day people go, they just can't tell the difference between one salesperson and another. They think we're all the same eventually. We're not. I mean, there are some bad salespeople out there, of course, but there's some really good salespeople as well. I know a lot of them. I'm proud to say I know so many great salespeople who genuinely want to make a difference. So no often means not now. Yeah, and this is, um, you know, it's interesting, Larry. We always talk about filling the relationship funnel. And I think that, you know, the, the mindset sometimes when we, we lose a deal um, is, okay, well, that's out of the funnel. It's gone. No, it's not. Put it back in the relationship funnel. You know, keep, keep that relationship live. That, that person's still going to be there. They're still going to have problems. There's, you know, you're still going to be there. Um, I think when you, when you zoom out and go, if you have less of a immediate now, right now, what can I close right now and not pay attention to anything else? You, you zoom out and you have a broader time, time horizon in your perspective. And then you have a less self-centered time, you know, horizon in your sales perspective. You can take those no's and realize that, you know, that, that it's not a never, it's just a no for now and, and put it back in the relationship funnel. I think, you know, that's something that mentally as a sales uh, person that I've done over the years is when I lose a deal, I'm, you know, I'm like, uh, like Kevin on Shark Tank, right? You're dead to me. <laughs> and uh, that's not that's not the right way to look at that. It's it's back in the relationship funnel. Let's keep nurturing that thing because you know everybody is going to have. Uh, I mean, everyone's going to have problems in the future. They're going to need help with. And I've already established a relationship there that I can build on top of, even if I didn't get the sale today. So that that's so powerful. I love it. Yeah, well, just 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 think about this for a moment, and then Naraj, I'd I'd love your 
your take on this is just think about all the people that they know. So it doesn't mean, right. It, it may not be this moment in time, but I promise you this, they know other people that they can bridge that introduction to. So if you've made a good impact where no means no, just for this present moment in time, it doesn't mean, no, I can't introduce you to other people so that you can build and grow relationships with them as well. And then you'll always have that common link and that common link. I mean, look at us. Our common link is Dan Disney. Yeah, that's good. I've met other clients through a client who isn't ready to buy, but they like my attitude. They like the fact I gave value. They like the fact I cared and sold from the heart. They're like, you know what? We're not quite ready yet, but you know what? I have a client, I think, that could really benefit from your services. It doesn't happen that often. And sometimes you have to ask, you know what? If you're not ready yet, if you like my style and how I work, is there anybody else in your network you think who could benefit from my services? And people in England, we are a bit more reserved. We're not like, yeah, sure, man, no problem. Nobody says that. <laughs> you, have to be you have to be persistent and you have to chase them up. But quite a few will introduce you to their network and you often create business that way. So there's always creative, authentic, ethical ways of doing things when people say no. Yeah, that's, that's solid. That's really solid. Naraj, you've had quite a journey here in the last uh, decade uh, with your career in sales and with um, some ups and downs. And, you know, as we were, we're thinking about what we wanted to talk about today, I think that, you know, hearing, hearing about your journey and what you've learned along the way, not just from the highs, but maybe even more, especially from the lows, um, is going to be really valuable, especially in the context of, of where we find ourselves right now. So as we get started on that conversation, just just fill us in on a little bit of the backstory of kind of where you were, um, you know, in your career when, when things started bottoming out for you. Yeah, certainly. So my first 15 years in sales, if this is average, mm -hmm. I was slightly above average. I wasn't brilliant. I was above average because I worked really hard. I put in good hours. Back in the old days, you put in long hours and uh, you meet clients, you pick up the phone and you care. You did, you did well for yourself. You hit your target and you were pretty good at your job and you were safe. And mm -hmm. then um, around about 2009, 2000, 2008, the recession hit and loads of people lost their jobs. It was at the Guardian newspaper group, a big newspaper in England. Mm -hmm. And because so many people had had careers there, picking up the phone and taking bookings, all of a sudden I was coming into the office like a library and it was me picking up the phone and the guy I worked with, Nick, we were the only guys picking up the phone and everybody would be staring at us because we were making so much noise. But, you know, we had to, we had to pick up the phone. I think also in my 20s, I became, a, I got married. I, I was a father. I had a mortgage. So it's one of these things I had no choice <laughs> really in many ways, uh, but to do it. Uh, and I did that and I was always above average, but I wasn't exceptional, but I was sort of the best in, in my group. And I, and then one day they brought me into the office saying, look, the recession's still happening. Um, we have to let you go. We're going to replace you with a graduate. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've heard in my life. This graduate's got no understanding of how to pick up the phone and how to present to a Microsoft or an LG or a Sony, all the clients I had at the time. The business will collapse. They said, Neeraj, it's nothing personal. I'm like, but I've worked with you for six years. It feels really, really personal to me. I got a mm -hmm. family. I got a mortgage to pay. You, you know, And he goes, look, just... 
get your stuff and leave. And it was really heartbreaking. There was no leaving party. It was just, it was so cold. Mm. And unfortunately, it affected me quite badly. You know, so many of the things we do in life, it's not just what happens, it's how you react to it. And I think because for so long, I'd been quite good at my job. I'd had a career. It was never at risk because of the times I hit target. And all of a sudden, I was angry and I was bitter. And nobody, of course, when you go for job interviews, nobody wants to hire somebody who's angry and bitter. So Mm -hmm. I went in a really bad path. And on a purely egocentric level, I lost my hair. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hey, join the crowd, dude. No, but that that looks respectable. I was a sad clover guy. I was hanging on to every last hair. I refused to let go. I looked ridiculous. Um, And then one day my wife just got a shaver. I just shaved it all off. And I felt so vulnerable and so naked. And so I'd go to interviews angry. I'd lost my job. Vulnerable and naked with bad body posture because I felt so awful. It was just awful. Everything was wrong. And nobody would hire me. And uh, I just went through quite a bit of bad depression for a few months. Mm. And uh, my father came over from Belfast, where, where I was born and grew up. He sat down with my wife and my daughter. My daughter was 10 years old at the time. And they had an intervention and said, look, you're depressed. I need to get out of this. And uh, they were very good. And they said, look, just go, let's go to the bookshop tomorrow. We'll go to the self-help section. We'll read some books on depression. We'll help you get better. We'll get you through this. They were all very supportive, I must say. And the next day, I went to the bookshop, uh, the self-help section, um, the greatest of respect. Uh, it was full of ladies with cardigans and, and sandals. And I thought, oh, God, no, there's no men here. I just self-conscious. <laughs> and I ran back downstairs to read the sports magazines. And on the way there, I came across a magazine called Success. I just, just yeah. right there, I thought, oh, how to improve your life. And I thought, okay. And it was Tony Robbins, Jim Rowan, people I'd never heard of, Les Brown. Uh, Jack Hanfield, and I'm reading it, and it's quite emotional. It's like, I'm 100% responsible for my life. I can't blame the government or my parents. Really? Okay. Um, And the secret to happiness is giving to others. Oh, okay. And if you want to earn more, you have to learn more. And for me, it was just a very emotional moment. And back Mm -hmm. in those days, you had audio CDs uh, in magazines. So the audio CD was an hour and a half. It was amazing stuff. I'm like, wow. And it was very emotional. And after about two months of reading that and Stephen Covey and Tony Robbins and Darren Hardy, all of a sudden, everything just changed. And I was just a different person. And I managed to find a job, not as a salesperson, but a sales manager at Informa, which is like the equivalent of a Fortune 500 company. And they had a management training program. And all of a sudden, I went in management training and I got proper sales training. And I went leadership programs. I just kept getting better and better. And I would smash my target. And I was the only manager who would actually spend Monday mornings with his team because I had a coach work with me who said to me, every Monday, one-to-ones with your staff. Nobody else did it except me. And so my team would be smashing target as well as me. And all of a sudden, I'm number one. I'm untouchable. So not only was I above average, I'd gone to number one. And I stayed there. I was there for five years. I was number one for four years. And that was incredible. Wow. That's a CSO club. That's a, that's pay rises. It's bonuses. It's something. It was a world I'd never seen before. And it was beautiful. And it was all because I learned personal development. I learned to become a better person. And through selling better and caring more and helping people and listening, I became number one. So spot on. I, I mean, mm. I could... 
I encourage everyone who's listening, hit pause and rewind the last five to eight minutes of this conversation. And there's some golden nuggets. The first thing that sticks out, and, and I want people to really latch on to what Niraj said, if you want to earn more, you have to learn more. Mm-hmm. And that means you have to invest in yourself. And I always said, if you can't invest in yourself, how will anyone else invest in you? And I, I just have to, Daryl, I have to give hats off on this one is, you know, when, when we take a look at the, the challenging, right, the uncertain times that we're all faced with right now, a lot of people are looking in the mirror, right? They're pointing fingers, they're deflecting and so forth. Because it, it is a pretty challenging times right now. But it's those sales professionals that wake up, look themselves in the eye, in the mirror and say, I control my own destiny. And if I want to earn more, I have to learn more. That is just so Mm -hmm. spot on. So spot on. Yeah, it, it is. And this is, you know, this is one of the things I think about the sales profession that they don't necessarily tell you in the, on the front end, when you get into sales, I think the, the impression is, you know, if you go out and just work hard, do what we tell you to do, follow the script, dress the part, you know, go at it. You're going to be successful to a point. Right. And I I loved your, your story. You said, I I did that. I did what they told me to do. I was just above, you know, as I was good, I was above the, above the curve, but you know, to really get, to have that the dramatic story of you, you know, kind of hitting the bottom there and saying, okay, I'm going to shift my mindset to a learning mindset, to a growth mindset, to becoming um, a better, more valuable person. It shows the contrast so perfectly in terms of looking at sales as a thing I show up to and, you know, punch the card, hit the numbers and go home versus a lifestyle where I say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to set myself up so that I can help as many people be successful as possible and so that I can add as much value as possible. And that learning mindset, you know, the story that you've shared is just a, I mean, it, it, you see it so crystal clear. And I think that's a beautiful thing, Naraj. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, um, Larry, when you when you hear this story, what are some of the other things that that stand out to you from from what Naraj just just told us? It, it, it's just the whole. I always say this, you know, spend any amount of time in sales, and we all go through journeys. I love talking about journeys. Yeah, I mean, they're it, never it, flat, right? There's always never, some highs and lows in that journey. So, but it, but here's it's never what's flat. No, but here's what's really interesting about the journey. And I'll just use amusement parks just for an example, right? I remember as a kid riding roller coasters. I loved roller coasters. Well, the older I got, they just kind of didn't make me feel well. So I stopped riding roller coasters. So where am I going with this is when we learn how to develop ourselves personally and we take that I'll, I'll just call it intentional pride or we take, you know, with full intention, we go into this. Mm-hmm. Here's something you avoid the roller coasters. And it's something to be said and just listening to what you were going through. I'm thinking back to all my journeys, right? I've had roller coasters. Daryl, I know you've had roller coasters. Our listeners have gone through roller coasters. But what makes the roller coasters not so bumpy is when you can invest in yourself 
and continue to learn and continue down the quest to become the best person you can possibly become, something about it, right? It just oozes from your pores. It's an aura and things like that. People pick up on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm 25 years in sales now. I still read half an hour every morning. And every evening, I spend half an hour listening to a podcast still. And even though we're not traveling much now, when I travel to see clients, it can take between one hour and three hours to get their offices. I have my audio CDs in the car, and I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm always trying to become, I mean, at this stage of my life, it's like 1% better every day. Uh, I think when you're starting out, it should be like 10, 20% better every day, but even 1% better every day by reading a mind for sales or listen to selling from the heart. I'm always picking up new things. Or revenue growth engine, by the way. (laughs) Thank you, Larry. That's very kind. I can't wait to get that. I really can't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that was just a shameless plug. Sorry about that, dude. I had to take care of you, Daryl Amy. Oh, you're too kind, Larry. But the other times in my life, um, do you want me to go through that as well? Because that was slightly different and it's more recent as well. It was during lockdown 2020. Would you like me to talk about that experience as well? Yeah. No, I mean, we certainly, we all got thrown into a valley at the same time right now, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, this is, this has been, it, and it's kind of what's interesting about this time. I mean, there's, this has been an extremely challenging time and I know that everyone's experienced it slightly differently. Um, but the reality is we're all kind of on this, you know, it, to use a roller coaster, we're all dropping. We all, we all hit, plunged into this thing at the same time. Um, so it does give us the, the gift of being able to experience it together and figure it out together. Um, what's the last 90 days look like for you? I've had to really be creative and transform my business because, um, you know, I set up my sales coaching and training business two and a half years ago because I wanted more time with my family and I wanted less stress. And just to clarify, if you want more family time and less stress, <laughs> do not set up your own business ever. <laughs> I beg you. Worst thing you can do. Um, but I'll vouch for that. There's something to be said for being naive sometimes. And when you're naive, you just jump right in and think, yeah, I can make a difference. But my first year of business was so difficult. I really struggled because instead of focusing on the sales training and coaching, I'm focusing on how to run a business. And I was thinking too small. I made a lot of silly mistakes, but after about a year and a half, my brand picked up, my recommendations picked up, my my writing just got better. And in January this year, January 2020, I had my first five-figure month, which was awesome. I was so happy. Not high high figures, but low five figures, but still five figures. Like, wow, I'm doing this now. And in February, it was awesome. And then in March, I lost it all. I lost my speaking slots at events. March and April, May, June, gone. Uh, All my sales training in London, gone. And that was kind of a scary place to be. And I know that when horrible things happen, I've learned from my mistakes in the past. I didn't panic this time. This time I took Brian Tracy's advice. Again, the importance of learning and growth. Get a pen and paper, not an iPad or a computer. Get a pen and paper and write down your top 20 list top 20 ways. How do I get out of this mess? How do I survive? What do I do? And the first five or six are quite easy. But by the time you get to 15, six, it's really hard. And that really helped me. And weirdly enough, very near the top of my list, it wasn't, I must pay the mortgage. It's like people are really struggling right now. People are suffering. My friends are losing jobs. How can I help them? Which in many ways is selling from the heart. It's helping other people. And that was the first thing I did. 
And so I spent initially a week, but it became two weeks, where all I did was I gave shout outs to small businesses that have been shut down, high street businesses that my friends ran, friends had lost jobs, doing their LinkedIn profiles, helping them with resumes, giving them shout outs on LinkedIn. My friends lost his job. He's a great salesperson. Here's what he's achieved so much. Don't miss out recruitment. You know, I really went to town helping people mm. um, because I'm a great believer in uh, karma, law of attraction. Call it what you like. The more good you put out in this world, the more good comes back to you. I genuinely believe that. And one thing that happened, which was quite a nice surprise, is after two weeks of doing that, I had about a dozen clients in my pipeline who were thinking of doing business with me, but hadn't, hadn't quite moved to that stage yet, either because, you know, they were thinking of other sales trainers or because I was more expensive. And there was a variety of reasons. And quite a few of them contacted me and said, I really like what you've done on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. How are you coping at the moment? I know it's a really tough time. And all of a sudden, you're having conversations and moving them along the pipeline. And one client called me straight away and said, Neeraj, I love what you've done with the charities you're helping for free, with the people you're helping. Let's go ahead with some one-to-one -one coaching. So I picked up a small amount of business for April. And then all of a sudden, I picked up more business. And I just got better and better and better. And my book, which was due to be released in July, The Easy Guide to Sales for Business Owners, I released that in April, which meant revenue came in May. So I had to be really creative. And it was difficult, but it all started off because I helped other people first. Selling from the heart, it makes such a big difference. Oh, it's so, it's so good. And I'm so glad to hear it because it's all about chapter six and selling from the heart, which is leading a servant's lifestyle as a sales professional. And, and I will tell you this is um, we have gone through some difficult times. And there's a lot of people out there saying, why me? And pointing the fingers and so forth. I get it. And I totally, totally understand it. Uh -huh. But it's in these times when you do give back, A, you'll be remembered because you'll re people remember how you made them feel. They'll remember that you were there for them in the times of despair and the times of concern. It will come back. And, and, it, and it's, you know, Daryl and I talk a lot about just being true and staying true to yourself and being authentic, right? Being the real deal. It's a lifestyle. And the more that you lead this lifestyle, the more good you do, it comes back. Even as a sales professional, it comes back. I applaud you. I, I, yeah, I think it's so good. It's just so good. Well, I wrote down something. I want to ask you about your book in a second, but I just- I, I know, I saw you grabbing a sheet of paper, dude. Top 10 lists. I used to do that all the time. I used to have a journal of top 10 lists and I'd stop doing it. So there's my 1% I learned today. I'm going to start okay, so, doing the top okay, so, 10 lists again. Or 20, I'm going to add 20. That's really tough. I don't know about 20. Uh, if you do 20, top 15? 25, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> here's something. I want to play on this for just a second. Here's yeah. an action item that I think our listeners can take away from this courtesy of Niraj is, you know, grab, I don't care if it's a sheet of paper, if it's a three by five index card or whatever, start with the top 10 or even top five, if it's just a little bit easier for you to do and come up with the top five creative ways that you can help your clients right now do better business. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And watch what starts to happen. That's really good, Larry. That's really, really good. Hey, Daryl, write a blog about it, will you? 
I, well, I, Naraj is going to write a blog about it and I'm going to share it. So it's going to be really good. Hey, you know, um, you just wrote a book, by the way, and, and published it during the crisis, which hats off to you. That's a lot of work. Uh, and I'm really excited to read this book. But tell me what, uh, for the salespeople listening in on the podcast and the sales leaders, uh, what what you were, you know, what was in your heart as you were putting together the easy guide to sales for business owners? Well, I want to do something very, very different for my first book. So my first book is Everybody Works in Sales. It's my life journey. And mm-hmm. I, there was so many, I remember writing the book at the time thinking, okay, I got to compete with Jeffrey Gittimer, Mark Hunter, Jeb Blunt, Anthony Anarino, plus Neil Rack. You know, only, how am I supposed to do this? Um, I, I just didn't know how to do it. I thought, how am I going to write better content than them? So I thought, I'm going to tell my own story because that's the one thing that's unique to me. So Love I told it. my story and at the end of each chapter, there was a lesson I learned in sales and the story was a roller coaster uh, and it was, it was fantastic and people loved it and it just kept selling and selling and selling. And for my second book, I thought, I don't want to copy my first book. I just don't want to do that. And the people who hire me, unfortunately, are not salespeople. I wish they were, but salespeople don't realize sales is a profession or like Larry said, a lifestyle. I love that. Actually, I'm going to use that. Sales is a lifestyle. It's a profession. And I look at my friends and family. My mother is a physiotherapist, took her three years. My brother's a tennis coach, took him three years. My father's a doctor, took him seven years. I got friends who have different, they all studied for years. Mm-hmm. But yet salespeople were given half a day, one day's training if we're lucky, and maybe a bit of coaching once a year, or a boss who says, just follow me. That's not sales training. And yeah. I thought, okay, the business owners who are working with me are incredibly busy people because I'm a business owner myself. What if I create a reference guide to help them? So as a business owner, you're going into a meeting, check this page. You're about to do a LinkedIn post, check this page. You're about to present to a client, check this page. And for God's sake, don't talk about yourself for the first five minutes of the meeting because nobody cares. you know. And so it's almost like a reference guide of what I've learned in the last two years working with business owners. I love it. And I was kind of worried because it's a bit more niche and I was worried it wouldn't sell. That was my big fear actually, because it's more niche and it's not a roller coaster of emotion. But I think because I spent two years building my brand on LinkedIn, I've gone from almost a thousand people to now almost 8,000 just through consistent content and getting better and trying to improve myself. The book got sold way more than I expected. I'm really so lucky and so, so grateful. Oh, fantastic. Hey, Daryl, that's just, I mean, let's help Neeraj out on this and in the show notes. Let's put a link to his book. I encourage our listeners, go buy the book. Just oh, absolutely. Just go buy the book. I just, my copy is in the mail to me right now, and I'm really looking forward to this. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant um, idea for a book, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. And now that I know your story, the book is uh, totally going to come to life. So I am so thankful. Naraj, I'm, I'm, I am so thankful that you came by today, and it's been such a pleasure getting to know you. And uh, one of the things I love about the Selling from the Heart podcast is we get to make new friends all the time. And uh, definitely, I feel like I've made a new friend today. I also feel like um, next time I'm in the UK, we're going to go have some fantastic food together, which I'm excited about <laughs> as well. So that's really good. Hey, as we as we wrap up today, and, and uh, we're going to join our Selling from the Heart insiders on the after hours here uh, in just a moment. But as we wrap up the podcast portion today, um, 
any, what, what, what fine, if you could say anything to the selling from the heart global audience of sales professionals, as we wrap up today, what would you say? Uh, treat sales like a profession. Mm. It's not something you learn in half a day. It's not something you learn watching a few YouTube videos. You've got to spend every single day reading for half an hour. And on the way to work, listen to the podcast for at least half an hour. And I promise you, in three to four months, you'll become better. And within a year, you'll become awesome. <laughs> and within five years, your life will change. It really will. My life did. And if my life can, anybody's can, really. I mean, what I did was just I really invested in learning. Mm-hmm. And I helped as many people as I could. I love it. I love it. Well, Nayraj, thank you so much. And to everyone else um, listening on in on the Selling from the Heart podcast, you're learning right now. So congratulations. You've made an investment in yourself and we want to encourage you to keep investing in yourself. Uh, so get a copy of Nayraj's book. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. You know, listen to podcasts, take the time to learn uh, because learning is the foundation of value, bring able, being able to bring more value to the marketplace. And if you'd like to get involved in a community of people that are committed to learning, uh, you're going to find that in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. So we encourage you to check that out, sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. We'd love to spend some time with you in there. But as always, till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, invest in yourself, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.